The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hi, welcome to Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. And this is our Wrestle Dream review slash our completely unhinged <laughs> Adam Copeland fan team. <laughs> Haley and I, we, I, we're the biggest Edge and Christian fans. If you watch our show, you know this. So we, and there's Adam Copeland, Edge. I'm going to keep calling him Edge. There's <laughs> the Young Bucks. There's a lot going on with the Young Bucks, actually. There's the acclaimed. There's Christian and Nick Wayne. There's so much going on in AW. So we're gonna do our best to get through Russell Dream, uh, and ha- just have a good time with you guys and celebrate this win. Um, I already I see we already have a super chat. So if you want your question or comment or whatever read on air, make sure you submit a super chat and we'll read all of those. Um, and we're just here to have a good time. It was. Uh, Ryan says, what kind of horses have scary dreams? Nightmares. You get it? Mm-hmm. Haley is lagging a little bit. So, I- <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I hate that. Sometimes you lag that. for like the first few minutes after we go live and then everything fixes itself. So I, don't I, know. That. I think I it's like- okay. Okay. But Ryan is our resident dad joke expert. Um, always has the good ones most times it's a reference to what we're talking about i don't know where the horses came from but i'm living for it oh maybe like hangman it's a i'm i'm really trying my hardest to explain that one for you ryan um but thank you so much for the super chat and i say that we should just waste no time oh dreams Oh, uh, I got you, Ryan. I was so we were up really late last night. We're tired. We're we're a little behind. Yeah, I was just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there waiting for the press, uh, the press scrum to start. And I feel like all of wrestling media, we were all in the same boat. Just like, when is this thing going to start? It started really late. It went really late. Um, but yeah, I say that we waste no time and we just get right into it. Adam Copeland's debut, Haley. I need your play-by-play, step-by-step reaction. I need your reaction. I know your reaction because we witnessed it together. But tell the people how you felt. Well, so yesterday morning. So I've been kind of like, I would say I was like 85% sure that he was going to show up. Mm -hmm. And then as the day went on and, um, you know, Sean's report had come out. Um, I was like, oh, now I'm like 97, 98% sure he's definitely showing up in AEW tonight. But I was keeping that little bit just in case so I didn't let myself down and I wouldn't get really sad. And then uh, as the match was going on, I was texting Kylie's sister and I was like, what if Nick Wayne turns here and then we get Luchasaurus, uh, Nick Wayne, and Christian versus Adam uh, Darby and Sting and I was like that kind of sounds crazy and then it played out like that and I was like 
am I psychic or is that just like basic? <laughs> but I kind of love it. Just hearing the music, like yeah. the re-recorded part, like you think you know him. I love that. I'm so glad that he got to keep uh, Metalingus. I was just so happy. I love Edge so much. I was absolutely, I was holding out hope. I was trying to keep my expectations small because it's been rumors for like months. If you if you've been in on Twitter, if you've been anywhere associated with wrestling, you've probably heard these rumors about Edge to AW. Even be like way before, like what before Christian was in AW, there was Edge to AW rumors. So this is a long time coming, and I was trying to keep my hopes kind kind of low because I didn't want to come into that thinking that Edge was going to debut and then we get the finish to the show and I sour on it because I was expecting Edge even though they never teased Edge I was expecting Edge so um, the match between Christian and Darby was excellent um, there's a couple spots that I thought were maybe a little too much I, I could have done without but uh, you know I love everything Christian does so I turn a blind eye uh <laughs> <laughs> the stair spot oh <laughs> the stair spot i literally darby's head was like a bobblehead on that spot he just no neck no neck health zero percent neck health uh but it was a lot of fun that match and then the nick wayne turn i think was great i think nick wayne they've really positioned him to learn as much as he can as fast as he can so he'll turn and learning how to you know, successfully complete a heel turn, learning how to be in that role when you're in the ring with an all-time great heel in Christian Cage and great baby faces like Darby and Edge, uh, I think will be a good experience for him. And then Edge, I'm so excited to see how he figures himself out outside of WWE because the WWE system, it's kind of regimented and Edge has always been in that system. He hasn't always been the same iteration of his character or who he is as a wrestler. He always, you know, he's been a baby face, a heel. He's been a vampire. He's been all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's always been in WWE and there's a mode and a method to it. And most times when people go from WWE to AEW, they completely reinvent themselves and they change, you know, you learn a lot more about who they are and what they like. And so there was a little video package before Edge's, Edge's debut. And he was super cool. He had a leather jacket He's, you know, driving in his super cool old car. And it was completely different from Judgment Day Edge and then post-Judgment Day Edge and everything that he had done in his WWE return. So I'm really excited to see what he's able to do, especially if he's going to be opposite Christian and then hopefully, fingers crossed, eventually teaming with Christian again. Um, we'll get to learn a lot more about Edge, the creative mind, I think. Yeah, and I do just want to add um, to your point about Nick Wayne. I, I'm so excited for him to be 18 years old mm -hmm. and in this position where, you know, it it it's it seems that Tony is, is really putting a lot behind him, a lot of faith in him. And just to see that he gets to work, like you said, with these all-time greats in Adam and Christian and Sting, and it's just, I think it's really great. Um and I'm just so happy for him. I just, I love Nick Wayne so much. Yeah, I I don't know how long this angle is going to play out, this this feud, what we're going to get from it. But on Dynamite, on Wednesday, we're getting Edge's first match, which is against Luchasaurus. 
which is going to be super, super interesting. <laughs> yeah, because Christian uh, on Wrestle Dream, he sent Luchasaurus away. He didn't want him ringside for his match with Darby. And then Luchasaurus has to watch as Christian and Nick Wayne orchestrate this manipulation, this heel turn. And it's Christian and Nick Wayne. And he's kissing Nick Wayne on the forehead and being his father <laughs> figure. Where Luchasaurus has never gotten that. Christian is not a father figure to Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is just a weapon for Christian. Um, so uh, having Edge's first match be against Luchasaurus is going to be super interesting. Not just because you get to see Edge wrestle in AW, which, hello, it's going to be fantastic. But we get to see Luchasaurus break free of that just evil dinosaur mold that he's been in for so long. So I'm excited for it. I really am. And I think... Uh, Nick Wayne versus Luchasaurus is going to be a match we're going to get soon. And I I will be seated. I'm scared of that. <laughs> just for Nick. <laughs> He's going to get snapped in half. <laughs> but it's going to be so good. It really is. I love that Nick Wayne's mom presumably did not know that this was going to happen. Like kayfabe wise. Because she was, I thought that she was going to be in on it. I really did. I did too. But she was shocked. She didn't. The she theatrics, didn't. the acting. She was so good. They really called her in and she showed up. She's going for all the awards and she deserves them. AW, when it bring when AW brings in a mother, regardless of who it is, they show <laughs> up. Like Sue really set the standard. And they've all been trying to meet that Sue standard. And they're just getting better and better. Jungle Boy's mom and Jungle Boy's sister. The mothers are mothering. They're mothering. And I'm here for it. I I love a good mom in the crowd moment. So Edge is an AW. Edge, there's a lot of people Edge hasn't wrestled ever that are now in AW. So apart from Luchasaurus and everybody that's involved in this, once this is done and we wash our hands of it, where do you want Edge? Who's he wrestling? What's he doing? I have a list. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me. Do you want Let's singles go. edge or do you want tag team? Edge? I want all of it. All of it. Okay, so singles, Adam. I mean, obviously we have to do the Kenny Omega match. Obviously. I mean, I really want to see him wrestle against Swerve. I think Jay White would be really cool. Hangman, of course. Uh, just there's so many opportunities. So many people he hasn't faced before. I would love to see him maybe do something with uh, Danielson. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Adam Cole, <laughs> but as for tag teams, I'm like choking. Give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> as for tag teams, Young Bucks, that's my top. FTR, Aussie Open, Top Flight, Kings of the Black Throne. Um, I would love to see like uh, Angelo and Matt Menard. Um, just like some of these like, you know, younger, ta- fresher tag teams too. I'm just so excited. There's there's so much potential. There really is. And I know a lot of people, um, their first thought was Edge and Christian versus the Hardys, which would be super fun. But to me, like the pinnacle that Edge and Christian could reach in AW is the Young Bucks match. I think Edge and Christian as a tag team, there's so much history there. And they've been, they've known each other for so long that they do have that brother dynamic that Matt and Nick really play on as the young bucks. So to me, that is like the ultimate dream match for them. 
I don't know if they're going to be a tag team. I don't know. I don't know what Edge's plans are in AW. I'm just going to be upfront. He didn't. I watched um, him at the press scrum. He talked about wanting to wrestle people he hasn't wrestled and re-wrestling people that he wrestled before and all the kind of things. Um, but it, you got to think, right, that they're going to get the Edge and Christian dream matches. Well, and I feel like, you know, he talked about that on his Twitter and in the scrum about, you know, really wanting to come in. Like he felt that, you know, he had done everything in WWE and it it didn't mean that he didn't appreciate it. But there's mm-hmm. just there's so much prospect and so much creative control that he can have over his um, character in AEW. And I think working with Christian again and getting to do that is definitely something that was probably a high priority for him. So I hope we get it soon. <laughs> Not too yeah. soon, but soon. <laughs> And it's kind of a cliche at this point. People say Christian, Christian's best career work is always outside of WWE. It's so cliche, but it's true. Christian and TNA better than Christian and WWE. And I think this Christian, this TNT title uh, run that he's doing, I think this is the best work of his career. And he's doing it when he's quote unquote too old to be there. And he's, putting on just incredible matches and incredible stories and he's having a good time doing it. So edge is now in that spot and people on Twitter going, blah, blah, blah. I'm tired of AW hiring old people, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's edge. And I think that we are not that age isn't a factor in wrestling because it obviously is physically, but I think we're at a point where athletes can really extend their careers, not just to wrestling at all sports. You can really extend your career and do it safely or as safe as possible. So I'm not opposed to a mega star like Edge, a multi-time world champion, a globally known name coming into AEW and working with people and, you know, having a good time doing what he wants to do. And especially, you know, this is the twilight of his career. Why are you, you know, not going to go somewhere where you can have that freedom and do what you want and just be with your friends? And do the whole thing. So I'm excited for Edge. Um, I think it would be, in addition to the Edge and Christian tag team, you got to do Edge and FTR trio stuff, right? Sure. <laughs> oh, you're just like, you're just opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. I think it would be interesting. Um, and I think it'd be it would be great for FTR, yeah. I'd like to see it. I think it'd be fun. They're, you know, they're real life friends. Um, and I think, I hate to bring them up again, but I think that they probably were going to do CM Punk FTR trio stuff before CM Punk was fired. So I think it'd be a lot of fun just to see what they put together. I'm, I'm most curious, like first and foremost, I want to see more of this character that Edge has created for himself. It's He's not a, like a biker. But he's like in leather jackets. He's cool. He's suave. He's in old cars and being insane and driving on the streets like a maniac. So that to me is priority number one is we need Edge like on a mic or in a vignette or something telling us more about who he is. And then priority number two is I want him to differentiate not too much but a little bit his in-ring stuff. I want to see him try new things and do things a little bit differently. Um, I don't want to see him like Darby Allen dive or, or like 
anything like that. And I also do not want to see Edge and Christian versus the Hardys in a ladder match. We can can that idea before it even gets started. But I don't know. I think it'd be fun. And I would love to see Edge, you know, Edge versus Christian. Maybe Edge wins the TNT title or something. It'd be a lot of fun. It'd be fun. But I also, I I do want to add that, you know, to the complaints from people on Twitter um, about Mm -hmm. him coming in, I think it's aside from the how much people can learn from him in ring and, you know, him putting over these younger talents like Danielson is doing. I think having somebody like him backstage is also super important. Um, Just as a locker room leader and just having that support and that wisdom from somebody who's been in this business, you know, for almost 30 years, um, I think that that's super important too. I 100% agree, especially because AW has brought in wrestling stars. It's undeniable that they've had many, I mean, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, CM Punk, debuts of like mega stars. But Edge has been at the top of wrestling um, in so many different roles, so many different characters. I've been at the top. And done it for like two decades. Mm-hmm. You know, he there was a retirement in the middle there. But his career has been so long. And I think that that's just invaluable. Like, I don't think that a lot of what goes on in WWE wrestling-wise translates to AW just because AW is such a different environment. And there's so much more variety in the wrestling and all that kind of stuff. But Edge, just as a creative mind experiencing what he has experienced and sort of relating to the crowd. And I think AW, I don't think AW struggles for stories, but I think sometimes, especially with the younger talents, like the Sammy Guevara's of the world, they struggle to like make stories feel authentic. It's not all of them, but it's definitely some of them. And edge has never had that problem. So I think that's really where he could be a key player um, in AW. Well, and I also think, you know, he does so much outside of wrestling, especially in the acting space. Um, you know, he's going to be in the new Percy Jackson series, which I'm so excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's able to kind of bring that, you know, Hollywood element to AEW as well and kind of spotlight them in that way, kind of like, you know, WWE does, which is great for AEW as well. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked. I'm glad he's here. I don't care. And I had totally forgotten about the Percy Jackson series until you sent me that tweet this morning. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, the Percy Jackson series. And it's going to be so good. I'm, I forget that the Percy Jackson movies exist intentionally forget them. I I don't want to think of them. This show (laughs) is like our first adaptation of the books. So I'm super excited and edge being there. So good. Um, and I really do think that the ceiling, you know, there's no ceiling on what Edge is able to do. I don't know. I don't know what his career plans are. I don't know how long he wants to be uh, in AW or like wrestling in general. I don't know if he wants to do, you know, a show in Japan for funsies or a show in Mexico, like with all the sort of um, partnerships that AW has built. I don't know. But I do think that if Edge wanted to, he could put on some incredible matches. Him versus Okada. <laughs> It'd be so good. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, you know what else I would love to see? Him versus Eddie. Yeah. I would love that. 
That'd be so good. We need to start a list. Adam versus I think number one on my list is Kenny Omega, though. Just because I yeah. want Kenny Omega to wrestle everyone, and I want everyone to wrestle Kenny Omega. That's uh, literally top dream match right there. So, I'm so stoked for it. And if you go to the AW roster page, I did the, the, did this this morning. You can go through the talent and be like, they've never worked with Edge. They have mm-hmm. never worked with Edge. They have never worked with Edge. It's wild because he's been in the bubble, the mm-hmm. WWE bubble. Um, and then I don't even want to think about all the people in Japan and all the people in Mexico and all the people in the Indies who have never worked with Edge and would die for a chance to. Um, I'm not saying that Edge is touring the world. <laughs> but don't, don't like take that from me. This is just me fantasy booking Edge. But, you know, if Tony Khan wanted to phone up some people and bring them in for a dynamite or a collision for a one-off match with Edge, I think Edge would be into it. And I'd be into it. So... I think his debut, his reaction, his presentation, everything. I think AW knocked it out of the park with all of that to cap off what was a great main event. Uh, I would have liked to see um, Darby win the title and do his third TNT title, right? I think Darby's third. Yeah, I would have loved to see that, but I'm okay with it. I think he's going to get it at the end of the day. It's going to be fine. Uh, but this was just Wrestle Dream. I think was AW's strongest pay-per-view of the year. I agree. And I I would put all out up there too. But Wrestle Dream, that's hard to beat. It was so good. It and was something for everybody too. Like you had the technical stuff with Danielson and um Zach Saber Jr., which was fucking fantastic. You had tag team stuff, a great women's match between Chris Atlander and Julia Hart. They really showed out in that match. I loved hearing the crowd. You know, I loved hearing them get this is awesome chance. I love that they're fully behind both Chris and Julia. There was just, there was so much for everybody. And it was just, it was a great show. Top to bottom too. The pre-show had some just fun matches, matches just for fun. Uh, Moxley on commentary though. I really wanted to get to this. The best. He needs to do it more. I need Mox on commentary all the time. He was on commentary more than once, too. He was like, yes, oh, you're back. back. Combat club member wrestling, I'm back. <laughs> I, Mox on commentary, his enthusiasm for what was happening in the ring was, like, palpable. Like, you just knew he was screaming for no reason, but he was doing it because he loved what was happening for Claudio, for Danielson, and for Yuda. Just incredible stuff. And I loved that he was making the other commentators break and laugh and just have a good time with it. And the not animosity, um, but the sort of dichotomy between uh, Nigel McGuinness and John Mock at the Danielson match was so good. I love that clip of them on um, Twitter that somebody recorded of them both like standing up in the middle of the match and they were just so into it. I I love that duo. (laughs) Nigel McGuinness was like, think of your wife, think of your kids, just tap out Danielson. And Moxley's like, no, it's that guy. (laughs) So good. So good. And Moxley is injured or, you know, taking a break because of the Phoenix match and all that kind of stuff, but make use of him, put him on commentary more often. We don't really get to hear Moxley sort of relaxed and having a good time like that. He's always dead serious. Like I'm going to break your teeth and 
<laughs> destroy your life and all this stuff. He's he's never like that. And listen, he doesn't even need to be there just for the Blackpool Combat Club. You could just stick him on commentary on Rampage, or uh, I would even take him on Collision just for funsies. Like he's a Jericho. I mean, Jericho just pops up sometimes. Yeah, he's better than Jericho. <laughs> so much better than Jericho. Honestly, yeah. I like him on commentary way more, but I feel like like when I'm listening to Jericho, it's such a different experience. And I think it's just like the voice and it like takes yeah. me out of it. But with Mox, like I end up learning so much as I'm watching and you can just feel and hear the passion coming out of him for professional wrestling. I, I learned so much from that short amount of time that he was on um, last night. But my favorite part was after um, Danielson and ZSJ ended and he just like exasper. He's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. my reaction. <laughs> I think for Jericho, a lot of times when he's on commentary, he sounds like he's acting, which he is. But Moxley just went out there and he and he was just like, I'm just going to give my honest, real, raw reactions. And it was so good. It, uh, to me, it added so much to the show, having him there. I agree. 10 out of 10. More points for Moxley. We didn't make a to-do list for Tony Khan. <laughs> we have we, we always say on the show, like, Tony needs to do this, Tony should do that, blah, blah, blah. We need to publish it. We need to write like like an op-ed <laughs> Something like that, and give it to Tony Khan. Absolutely, I'm down. As though Tony Khan would care. We just said we just sent Tony Khan like a fucking Google spreadsheet. <laughs> a, a Google spreadsheet, like a, a OneDrive file, a box drop. I would do it. I'll do it. Um, oh, Moxley versus Adam Copeland. Oh, we didn't even think I about that. that. Oh my goodness. We're so bad at this. Start the show over. Start, yeah. it over. <laughs> Start it over. Everyone go home. I mean, but like we said, Adam Copeland versus everyone. That's like, I wouldn't be mad with absolutely any match on that roster. Me either. I'm so excited about this. I woke up still excited about it. Me too. Like I was just excited through my sleep. <laughs> We literally had to force ourselves to go to sleep last night. Like, we were texting each other. And then I started talking about, like, all the Young Bucks versus, like, Adam and Christian and whatever. And she's like, hey, shut up. We need to go to bed. I was like, we cannot get into this right now because we will be up for hours and hours and hours. I just, I'm on cloud nine. This whole show, to me, was excellent. I The only thing is I wish Julia Hart had won. I wish they would have pulled the trigger on Julia Hart. But... I, I totally see Chris Statlander. They're really trying to move her up and make her um, that top-level star, so it's okay. Another thing that I was a little confused on, but looking at it now, knowing that Edge is here, it kind of makes sense. The Young Bucks winning the... I don't, I don't even know if this match had a title, but you, you won an AW tag title shot in the future. This little scramble match that they had, which was excellent, by the way. Really good wrestling from everyone involved. So good. The Young Bucks won. I was a little surprised. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, like looking at everybody in the match. I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, will they, will they do the Young Bucks again, or will they like pull the trigger on like Orange Cassidy and Hook to kind of you know further that and give mm-hmm. Orange something to do? I was like, I don't know. And then, you know, FTR retained. 
Um, and I'm, I'm assuming it's because Mark Davis, unfortunately, got injured. I, I, th- I really thought they were going to pull the trigger on Ozzy yeah. Alon there. But, you know, all the love to Mark. Uh, but, yeah, now looking at it, I'm like, well, if the Young Bucks end up winning those titles, let's say full gear or something, I would much rather see that than them, you know, going over Ozzy Open. Um, so, so for now, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I'm, I also thought that Aussie Open was going to win it. I thought that it was time. I thought that it was like a natural transition, but it didn't happen, which I'm okay with. EW can bounce back from it. It's fine. Uh, regardless of whether they were booked to win or not, I have no idea. Uh, but the Young Bucks winning this, so... It's a little strange because the international title is tied up in this. Listen, belt collector bucks. Because, so Phoenix is the international champion. He was not supposed Mm -hmm. to be, but he is. And he was injured in this match, Mm -hmm. I think. And I don't know how, I don't know how he's injured or what, but Wednesday on Dynamite, it's Wednesday, right? It's not Saturday. Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Phoenix versus Nick Jackson, which is a great singles match. It always is. Um, but Nick Jackson is also, he has this tag title shot in his pocket. He's also ROH six-man champions. So I love it. I love everything about this. And I love that people hate it. I love that we're at a point now where AW and especially certain wrestlers in AW have just, and Tony Khan, have just realized that certain people are always going to find something to not like about AEW and Tony Khan for a a while there it really did feel like he was trying to appease them and change things and book things differently and blah 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 but I think the new era quote-unquote new era of AEW is just going back to their identity back to what they are as a promotion um I don't think Nick Jackson needs to be international champion I also don't think that Phoenix needs to be international champion I'm very confused about where the status of that title is. Um, I don't know, you know, who they were going to have winning off of Moxley. I don't know, but clearly they've found some plan to make it work. And the plan is the Young Bucks wrestling singles matches and tag team matches and six-man matches all the time, which I'm not opposed to. But I do think that the Young Bucks are going to beat FTR at full gear. And it's going to be a great match. One, probably a little too soon after the third rubber match. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for me, it's a little too soon. I think that they should have let it breathe a little bit more uh, and have FGR do something that was a little bit more meaningful um, and have the Young Bucks do something that was a little bit... Just give them time to really do something with the six-man titles, I guess. But... I think that they probably made the the choice thinking that it was going to be Aussie Open, and I'm completely speculating, and I have no idea if it's true, but it did feel to me like Aussie Open Young Bucks, they were building that. And I, I really want that rematch so bad, um, and I can't wait until we get it. But but yeah, and Full Care's in California, right? Yeah, in LA, isn't it? Yeah, like their home. Yeah. They're going to win. They're going to win. Three times. Three times. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. Um, I can't wait to 
see everybody get their panties in a twist online. I mean, they're already doing it, but it's fine. Yeah, I I think we're like, and I don't want to turn the show into something negative, but if you, if there's a lot in AW that you don't like, then you just don't like AW, and you should just not watch AW. Like, there's people in media who have to watch wrestling shows they don't like because they need to cover it. That is different. And then you, That's how they make money. That's their job. Yes. It's a little bit different than hate watching because you want to talk about it. I don't understand it. Um, but I think mentally, like mental health wise, people just need to watch what they like. Like, it drives me crazy because people ask me all the time. You know, why don't you watch Raw live? Why don't you watch SmackDown live? Why don't you watch this live? And it's because most times I don't like it. So if I see what people liked beforehand, I watch what they like. Well, and that's that's the great part about wrestling. There's so much of it. And, you know, not all of it, you know, meshes with everybody. Like, we all have our favorite shows or, you know, favorite segments or whatever. And if you like you know, predominantly WWE, that's fine. If you like predominantly AEW, that's fine. Like, there's literally nothing wrong with it. If you like both, that's great. If you like just the indies or just New Japan or Stardom or whatever, like, it doesn't matter. We can all like what we like. But why people that subject themselves to things that they don't like, like, why? who wants to sit through something that they don't enjoy? I could never waste the time like that. Like, hours of my life just watching something I hate. Like, that sounds miserable. Yeah. I 100% agree. Did we read Jackie's super chat? No, I was, I was going to pull it up when okay, let's do that. The chat. <laughs> uh, Jackie. Jackie says, super chat for my favorite gals. I've heard an amazing show last night. Can't say enough good things about it. Love to you both. We love you too, Jackie. I'm glad that Jackie um, is always so active in our chat because I love her. And I, I'm always, I always crave opportunities to tell her. And it feels so safe, too. Like, every time I see Jackie, like, I just feel safe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I she, Jackie is just the best. Um, and Jackie is also a really big FTR fan, so I know that she sides with me on the Edge and FTR trios run. Um, anyway, the AW Tag Division is in a great spot. I The Orange Cassidy and Hook combination, I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh, I thought that they were just going to get absolutely destroyed in this match, that they were just going to be like cannon fodder for the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks, but they and didn't. Matt, Matt Jackson and Hook teased. Matt Jackson and Hook were so great together. The Just the suplex exchanges in general. Yeah, chemistry. Yeah, and I never really thought about it before that they, they're not that they're built the same, but they do, they wrestle a lot of things in the same way. And we just need more Matt Jackson, Matt wrestling, I think is the end. Because Nick Jackson, he does his flippy dippy lucha stuff, which I love. But listen, Matt Jackson versus Hook. I'm just saying. You could make an FTW title match if you want. I don't care. But that would be just such, that would be a fun time. And we can add it to the belt collector box. <laughs> Listen, and Hangman's just there with his like one <laughs> man title, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm part of this group." Um, meanwhile, Kenny Omega is teaming with Chris Jericho and Kota Ibushi against the Don Callis family. So Mel Coleman, we love her. 
she's, uh, she, you know, she's lost her way siding with Don Callis, but she will find her way back eventually. Uh, we can pull her back. We can pull her back, yeah. Now they're reenacting The Last Supper. That's the newest painting in the Don Callis family. Um, I, listen, <laughs> I totally get why Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega are teaming together against Don Callis because they both hate Don Callis. I don't understand why they keep losing to Don Callis. <laughs> I just, I thought for sure when, when Sammy was put there, I was like, okay, you can do Kota An Bushi. Easy pin. He, he's yeah. a very easy person to take the pin. I said the same yeah. thing. I was like, Kota Bushi should pin Sammy Guevara. And then you can do that singles match and it'll be excellent. And it would be incredible. And you could build it for full gear, which is in like six weeks or something like that. Uh, I I don't know. Are we going to have to live through another Kenny Omega Chris Jericho tag team match? I can't. I can't. <laughs> like genuinely straight up. I don't want that. Wait, if are it's Golden actually- Lovers? Yeah. If it's Golden Lovers versus Takeshita and Sammy or um I don't know if they're bringing in anybody else. I have no idea. I don't think Will Ospreay is going to be a permanent figure, at least not yet. Um I don't know. I'm just I'm just not into it. I don't like that they're feuding with Don Callis, but Don Callis is not wrestling. Yeah, sorry. I Because you said that, and I was like, didn't I see earlier a graphic um, that it was going to be Sammy and Takeshita versus Jericho and Kenny Omega at Dynamite? Why? Why? <laughs> I can't. I, I don't... In- I fully, I do like wrestling stories where wrestlers mm-hmm. want to get revenge for a wrong, a perceived wrong. Kenny Omega's, this story has spanned multiple pay-per-views for no reason, in my opinion. Um, I think that there's more value in the Golden Lovers being a tag team and doing fun stuff than the Golden Lovers fighting yeah, a man sure. who, thinks God, who thinks he's Jesus. And also, somehow, also the Godfather, and like yeah. Jesus would ever be in the mafia, okay? And then recruiting people simply because they don't like who he don't doesn't like. Like so, Sammy, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna take Sammy, and I'm gonna bring him into the Don Callis family because he doesn't like Chris Jericho, and also he's like somewhat talented. And then also Will Osprey, we're just gonna use Will Osprey because. He doesn't like Kota Bushi or Kenny Omega. And I'm just like, Don Callis. I just, I'm just sick of it. I really am. And his entrance music is so bad. It's nausea inducing. It's basically like psychological warfare. It is. And you know what? I'm pissed that Osprey didn't get his own entrance. And I'm pissed that we didn't get to hear Elevate. Like I had to sit there and listen to Don Callis' nasty noise puke inducing music instead of elevate it literally it's so i don't get it i really don't and we didn't get nearly enough kenny omega will osprey in this match not nearly enough and i i don't know why too much sammy (laughs) we got we got so much chris jericho doing golden lover spots we did like so much put the actual golden lovers in the match they're right there (laughs) i don't know that's the thing. Why is Chris Jericho here? I don't get it. You could have done 
the the tag team match. You didn't even need to bring in Will Ospreay. No, <laughs> you could have just done this tag team match, and it would have been just fine. I don't get it. I was like, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I thought Kenny cracked a skull open on one of the dives. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so scary, I, but listen, it was good. I'm tired of people not catching Kenny Omega. <laughs> they never do. And but you know, Darby Allen can launch himself like a ping pong ball, and Christian catches him like a little baby in a cradle. Ella in the chat said Kylie said this man doesn't even go here. He doesn't. I don't Chris Jericho just showed up. And he's like, I have to fight the Don Callis family now with Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi. And Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi were like, I guess so. I Chris Jericho should be off doing something else. Absolutely. I I don't get it. And also, you guys in the chat, you need to be more civil. I've been kind of lenient. Uh, with the conversation that's happening and letting you guys talk about wrestling, but it's beyond wrestling now and it needs to stop. Um, any more insults, slung, anything like that, you will just get timed out or banned. Um, I don't play with that. We have a nice environment here and we're going to preserve it. Um, but back to Chris Jericho. I don't know. This was The match was good, but like the story's not for me. And now it's going to keep going. And I guess Chris Jericho's now going to go on a Don Callis family losing streak. And Sammy Guevara is probably going to win the world title. And everything's going to suck. Yeah. I agree. But you also, you know, listen, that picture that was going um, viral on Twitter the other day of uh, Kenny recording the um, bit with Don Callis and Takeshi was my favorite. <laughs> recording like, that thing. Like, that they probably record. recorded the bit of, like, Kota getting his ass beat, too. <laughs> like, Another thing, they have not, they said that they were going to, like, destroy Kota Ibushi, that they were going to, like, kill him, basically. And then they were going to murder him. <laughs> and they haven't murdered him. <laughs> like, they've done nothing to him. No. And Jericho, and I tweeted this, Jericho is a, ba- I hate Jericho as a babyface, and Sammy Guevara as a heel. I hate them both. Sammy Guevara, and I touched on this earlier, to me, character-wise and acting-wise, is one of the most unauthentic wrestlers in AW. Like, I don't buy anything that Sammy Guevara is selling me uh, in his promos, in his acting, all that kind of stuff. And then Chris Jericho, I'm supposed to believe that Chris Jericho is a good guy? I don't believe He's it. He's a baby Not face? For a second. I don't believe it. I know exactly what Chris Jericho is capable of because I've watched it for 20 years, okay? There's too much there for me to just be like, yeah, Chris Jericho teaming with the Golden Lovers and doing Golden Lover spots. He's like totally not going to use this to his own advantage. They did attack Abushi at his gym, but they didn't destroy him. Yeah, he, he showed up. Fine. He was just he fine. <laughs> like we saw Swerve beat up Nick Wayne in his little gym and bloodied him to the point where his face ID didn't work. Like that to me, that's destroying. This was like a little a little slap. I, I, I don't know. I'm just tired of the Don Callis family and the um, entire story. I agree. That's basically where I'm at with that. But the Golden Lovers, though, support them always. Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks. Golden Lovers versus Edge and Christian. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Add it to the list. Add it to the Tony list. We're going to, we need to make, we'll, we'll do something. We'll get that to Tony Khan. He needs to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's just no arguing at this point, Tony, you just do what I say. And you, that's how, that's how wrestling works. Um, I just, I don't know. We're going to get more Kota Ibushi, presumably, and it's probably going to be in more wacky multi-man matches like this. And granted, Kota Ibushi can't wrestle like he used to, and I totally get it. But we're losing the Golden Lover story here. Like, they've told us so many times, like, this is the heart of Kenny Omega. This is, like, the person who knows him best, the person closest to him. And they're like, and also Chris Jericho. And, like, they're only getting older. Like, they don't have much time left. Like, if we're going to tell this story, like, why aren't we telling it right? Yeah. The Golden Lovers should be, like, they should have won here, first of all. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. They should have won. But I guess we're going to keep going with this. At full gear, they need to win. And they need to be like, okay, we're done with Don Callis. Now we're going to go after tag titles or we're going to go after our dream matches or whatever. They need to do it. Um, because this is not for me. And Chris Jericho needs <laughs> to go off and wrestle someone else. Go away. <laughs> go, go off and go away. He's probably going to start another faction. Probably. It's going to be like Jericho and the good guys or something like that. His factions. He can't live without his factions. And it's probably going to be like... Well, all the other JAS people, they've gone and formed their own little faction somewhere <laughs> over there. They're just gone from Jericho. But he's probably gonna like have like sky blue and like <laughs> do not put that energy out there. Mm-mm. Like all the all the young people in AW who's gonna be like zoinks <laughs> and have, form his little faction. Um yeah, I wasn't into that, but the match was good. It was a good time. I mean, look at the athletes in there. Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer. I'm just like I'm like trying to catch my breath now after Jericho like spiked my adrenaline like I just disassociated we've I mean we've gone from Adam Copeland to Adam Copeland and Christian to the Young Bucks to talking about Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho we're just speed running this week yeah well, I mean, we can finish with this. I wanted to ask you, what did you think about MJF beating the Righteous on his own and retaining the tag titles? I thought it was a really interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't see the Righteous winning there. Um, but I don't know. I, I thought it was an interesting choice. And obviously he, you know, cheated to win. And... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I no. don't. Because <laughs> the story that they're telling is that MJF is using the tag titles to keep from defending the world title. Yeah. And that's why Jay White got beat up. And that's why he keeps going on and on about this. But uh, you can tell that he's really starting to love Adam Cole and really love that friendship and everything that comes with it. going to hurt when Cole comes back. Yeah, and Cole's going to come back and break his heart. And I guess he's going to team up with Roddy in the kingdom. And this whole thing was a ruse. Um, They knew that MJF was using him the whole time, blah, blah, blah. Um, But MJF continuing to defend the tag titles and beating tag teams, who I think are super talented, without a tag partner... I'm hesitant on. 
I think it's a strange choice. He he cheated. He put his foot on the rope. He did the thing. I totally get it. I'm weary of it. Yeah, it's just... Like, I get the story that they're telling, but I just think it's kind of stupid that, like, MJF is one person, and the Righteous are way bigger than him, and there's two of them, and they lost. <laughs> like, I just, it, it's it's embarrassing. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't Yeah, I'm not, I guess that's where I'm at, too. I'm like, I do want the MJF Adam Cole story to continue, because it's one of my yeah. favorite things in wrestling right now. <clears throat> Adam Cole is off getting surgery for his broken ankle, um, and they, they, you know, he can't wrestle, but I don't know. And maybe he's coming back super soon. Maybe it's like a, a quick little surgery, blah, blah, blah. And like in eight weeks, he's back. I don't know. Maybe he'll be back for a full year. I don't know. I'm not Adam Cole. I'm not a doctor. Um, but is MJF just gonna keep having Jay White beat up and then defend the tag titles until, until Adam Cole comes back? Is that like what we're going to do? Because Jay White is going to come back because he's going to know that he he's going to see that someone in MJF's devil mask orchestrated this attack on him. Whether it was MJF or not, that's a different discussion. Um, but he's not going away. And there's other people who are going to be vying for that world title too. So is MJF just going to keep beating tag teams in handicap matches? I don't know. I thought that he was going to have to recruit Roddy or someone from the kingdom. That's what I thought too. And Adam was going to be like, you're, I love you so much. You're my friend. Roddy can take my place. Yes. That's what I thought. But they didn't do it. Maybe they are going to do it. And this was just like a little, I don't know. Because I thought that um, when they had that little like segment, what was it last week? Um, And you know, he was talking about Roddy. MJF was talking about Roddy. And I was like, oh, is he going to have him, like, be his partner or somebody in the kingdom? And then that just didn't happen. And I was like, oh, okay. And then the handicap situation got announced. And I was like, mm, okay, sure. But I think I think it would be infinitely more interesting if he was, like, forced to work with them. It'd be so good. <laughs> Maybe I think that... I think that might be what they're going to do. I don't think they're just going to have MJF either do nothing until Adam Cole comes back or beat tag teams or God forbid, if they put MJF into a tag, a tag title feud that is going to last six weeks without Adam Cole or another tag partner. I'm not into that. That's just. Yeah. But I think especially with like him cheating in this match, like I think he'll, probably be forced to work with somebody and i think i think he's going to be forced to defend the title against jay white at full gear mm-hmm. um i think that's a given i don't think aw can avoid that um especially because jay white stock is on the rise and i think jay white is going to be world champion by the end of the year um i don't know aw they have certainly a lot of you know lower card tag teams mm-hmm. that they could feed to mjf and it'd be believable that MJF could beat both of them. I don't think the Righteous were one of those tag teams. Uh, He cheated to win, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But I don't know. I would love to see Roddy be like, hi, let's defend the tag titles. It'd be so good. (laughs) Because then when Adam Cole comes back, you also have Adam Cole 
you know, either he likes that they're friends or he doesn't like that they're friends, but he's a character in that nonetheless. So I don't know. I thought the match was good and fun. I thought MJF, uh, MJF is a baby face, shouldn't work, but it does in the weirdest way. And I'm kind of into it. I agree. I like it. And I like the match. I thought it was great. Um, there were a lot of hilarious spots, like the crotch spot and, you know, Max Caster having to get on Twitter and make his tweets about it. I I love I love that little dynamic. Uh, Max Caster and MJF. Yeah. I love that Max okay. Caster is constantly like, this is my boyfriend, MJF. And MJF's yeah. like, I hate you. Yeah. Look at this. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um, do you want to read the super chat for Collins and then we can wrap up? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Collins says, I just need you both to know how important, how incredible you both are. Are and how grateful I am to see women in wrestling reporting. We love Collins. Collins is another friend of the show. Um, they've always been like one of our biggest supporters. Love Collins. Um, and thank you for the super chat. Um, we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna give our final thoughts. So if you have your final thoughts, make sure to submit a super chat to get those in. Um, I'll turn it over to Haley first. Your final thoughts and also your plugs. My final thoughts, man. I'm I'm excited for this new era of new era of AEW. Um, I hope that, you know, it's a turning point for the women <laughs> division, is women's division, especially. Um, but I don't know. And I'm excited for the tag team division, having the Hardys and um, Adam and Christian in the same company again in 2023 is crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, you guys can follow me on Twitter at HaleyAnn underscore. Um, you can subscribe to my Substack. It's free. It's called Wrestling Muse. Um, I wrote a book. It's called Eating the Indies. It's available on Amazon in Kindle and Hardback. Um, yeah, anything else? Like, you can just check out my Twitter for if I do any shows or whatever. It's all there. <laughs> um. My final thought, someone in the comments asked about Sammy Callahan to AW. And I just want to say, oh. yeah, I think Sammy Callahan doesn't get enough credit for being smart, a smart wrestler and a creative wrestler. So I think there's a lot of value there for AW. Um, whether they bring him in or not, I don't know. They have a lot of people backstage that fulfill that role. So I don't know. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. But I think Russell Dream... I think every match delivered. I was really excited for every match. And at the end of every match, um, I didn't think there was one match on the show pre-show to the end that I thought was mid or bad. I really, I thought everything was good. Um, so that's my final thought. You can follow me on Twitter at Kylie wrestling. If I'm doing something, it'll be there. Um, and this is Tack Talk. We are live every Monday at 3 p.m. on Fightful Overbook to talk about tag team wrestling. We had a lot to get through today. Uh, Russell dream was and every AW show this year, it seems is tag team centric, which I'm so excited for. Um, but yeah, this is tag talk and I'm Kylie Ataley and this is Fightful Overbooked. Um, there's wrestling shows on here, you know, coexisting with Rob and Maggie. I always shout them out because I think that show is really great, but there's also some shows on here that don't talk about wrestling. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you can go check that out too. Um, just go look at the playlist and find something that you like. I saw like a One Tree Hill seasons ranking or something that got posted earlier. Very intrigued in that. Yeah, if you're into One Tree Hill, go for it. Um, 
there's Fightful Overbooked is the wild west of Fightful. <laughs> the day, but Fightful, like the main channel, is very like it's very structured curated. and like, yeah. curated. Fightful Overbooked is like go go nuts, do whatever you want. Yeah. Just make sure you let someone know. <laughs> and that that's how Tech Talk was born. Um but anyway, go check out other stuff on Fightful Overbooked. Subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Um Oh, SP3 says in the chat, like, uh, FMC with Jeremy and me. Um, that was me and Cher rating uh, One Tree Hill seasons. Uh, if if you're into One Tree Hill. I haven't seen One Tree Hill in a long time, but if two people are going to give you a good One Tree Hill ranking, it's those two. So go check it out. Um, we should resurrect One Tree Hill. You're not, you're not into, okay. I don't think I've ever seen One Tree Hill, to be honest. I think I saw the first episode and I was like, mm, I don't know if this is for me. So maybe I need to try it again. You should. I haven't seen it in a long time. I've never rewatched it. I watched it as like a kid. But anyway, Talk Talk. We're live every Monday at three of the Talk Talk Team Wrestling. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our, our Wrestle Dream sort of um, <laughs> recap and our just unhinged kind of biased adam copeland edge debut accounts but i'm so excited for aw i think this new era is great and i think we covered everything we will see you guys next week